0: Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. I, once again, am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you, as always, your other host, Taylor Wells. Episode 128 coming at you, folks, tonight as we record on this very dark, it's always dark out nowadays, it seems, because of uh, daylight savings time. Dark Thursday night after a spectacular uh, Red Wings loss, as we come up on a hopefully fantastic cracking game we'll see yeah better hope so i yes. did watch i did watch that red wings game though That was uh oh, we'll get into that that's, we'll a, that's get, a tough one we'll get we'll to, get to that, that in a second thing. uh chance watson taylor wells coming at you guys and folks uh now open for senior advisor positions oh what's it what's the pay on that uh a... <laughs> get this very good very yeah, good i bet it's good but yeah why? it's actually it's actually really good uh yeah mm. being a senior advisor to uh somebody who should be doing their job right what's the difference between a senior advisor and a junior advisor uh junior advisor is just there so that the nhl coach can turn to them and, and yell at them more <laughs> so like <laughs> you know yeah so like they coach they'd, can they'd yell say, at the junior advisor right yeah senior so like, av- <laughs> All right, so the senior advisor goes to the coach. Is like, hey, you're not yelling at the players correctly, all right? You need mm-hmm. to be kicking the garbage can this far, and you need to, like, get some spittle on them when you scream at them about how bad they're playing. And Correct. then the coach the coach internalizes this, and then he goes and screams at the junior advisor. Is that what yes. you're telling me? Yeah, so he basically – so then he turns to the junior advisor. He says, you're not yelling enough, you know, so then – so he's like practicing his yelling, and the junior advisor says okay, and then uh, takes that to the the Pee Wee team that he coaches. Helps him fine tune that yelling. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right. He's 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 literally he's there to work lines with him, right? He's he's there to practice the uh, script. I feel like Coach from Letterkenny. They they should just hire him to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Fucking embarrassing. He is the senior advisor. He really is, though. Like that, people should take some uh, some definitely hints from him. I, so chance t- tell me tell tell me and the fine people what you're talking about here yes uh so uh, we are talking about the Ottawa Senators right now folks and the Ottawa Senators uh, as of this recording uh, I think they just dropped their game to Toronto tonight correct uh yes they did Toronto okay I think it was so three. yeah they're they're not doing so hot I think they're rounding out the bottom of the Eastern Conference or, or at least right down there with Columbus and Buffalo. And uh, they're not doing so hot. And instead of fire the coach and start trading away pieces and, you know, do things that would actually improve the team, uh, they have now hired a coach for the coach. Yes. Uh, In technical terms, a senior advisor to the coaching staff in general. Uh, So this individual is basically supposed to go around and I am assuming help the coaching staff coach. He's a coach for the coaches yeah 100%. So it's Which uh Seems kind of redundant. Y- yes. That is I think that is the definition of redundancy. Like if you're good <laughs> at coaching, you don't need a coach, you know? Like like you're co- you're there to Let's be real here. Like a professional coach, they're going to go to these professional hockey players, like individuals that have been fine tuning and narrowing in on one thing their entire life. Sometimes sometimes in many cases, one thing of that one thing. Like they're not even all around good players. Like one guy has just been getting really good at, you know, clapping pucks home from the top of the circles, and that's all he can do. You know? Yeah. Uh our buddy, our buddy Grabner made a career of taking it into the shins and skating really fast in a straight direction uh for breakaway goals. And that's pretty much all he did. Look, I you know, I'm all for uh, therapy counselors, those kind of things, but that's all. That's all this guy is. He's just a glorified DJ Smith counselor, right? And it's basically, just, yeah, it's 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 crazy. So they, they, when all this was coming out, they were kind of showing his record as the Ottawa Senators coach, DJ Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he's under five hundred. Someone can correct me on that. So I believe he's under five hundred in five five years as the Ottawa coach. And they're bringing in uh, what is it, Jacques? jacques martin jean jacques francy jean jacques france jj jj france jj yeah yeah from from Letterkenny, yes uh is he he the pride of quebec is he the pride of quebec yeah 100 Mm -hmm. uh just slaying he's just he's just getting after it at 71 years old he's absolutely crushing um yeah, so seventy one year old. You coach the Sens from ninety six to 04. but they're basically yeah, like you said, they're bringing him in to just oversee the coaching staff that hasn't been able to get it done. So I, I don't know what this looks like. He's clearly not on the bench, right? They're they're for sure not going to have him behind the bench, right? They couldn't do something like that. He's um, he's in the stands behind the bench. Oh god! Like he's like, in, like he like like he 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 take that season ticket of like the the seat behind the bench always he's just like he just leans over dj, DJ <laughs> smith kind of like he like sends out some guys for the fucking power play and then looks back no no yeah n- just... no and he pulls kachuk off he's like yeah, that's, not really <laughs> that's not good yeah uh, it's, it's, uh Jacques spoke dude feels, feels feels like a babcock move where we just fucking put on uh like the oldest veteran on the team Dude, Jacques is actually checking DJ Smith's phone. <laughs> like he's like just making sure that, that that DJ's doing his fucking job on the oh side. Oh my lights. god! I, it's it. This is weird, right? Isn't this weird? Just Very can strange. the guy? This is this is this to me. Chance has energy of like we love dj smith dj smith invites us dj smith sends us christmas cards (laughs) every year we love the guy such a good dude he's a terrible coach so we're gonna bring somebody else in because we love his uh his his christmas Uh, yams uh, it is yes absolutely uh and i get that it's it's probably that and a combination of the ottawa senator's like are year like the organ especially after the passing of melnick mm-hmm. and and the firing of pierre dorian um they're yearning for stability they're yearning mm-hmm. for just like a six month window of not something horrible happening with the ottawa senators <laughs> and making the fucking news all right like it, it's you know this this goes back man it, it seems like ever since daniel alfredson left this team it's something horrible is always happening with them something they're making the news for all the wrong reasons they're making all the wrong trades it seems like every time they bring somebody in we're like why the fuck did you do that and uh, it's i think that they're just yearning for stability they don't want to fire a coach they don't want to rock the boat in midseason they're going to finally be like okay we're just going to relax we're going to like even if even if it's a bad season we're just going to ride it out you know who's really good at relaxing is jacques martin jacques <laughs> martin the guy at 71 knows how to relax he's re- he's been retired Dude. right so he's a professional relaxer so it's just to me it's so bizarre like i i and I, I i like your point i think trying not to shake things up too much in the middle of a season i mean shit we're what 20 20 something games through right um 30 30 30 but you know what maybe this is a legacy hire too like maybe like this guy served the organization for so long and he's 71 years old and he needs money for his retirement home that's coming up in four years and they're you know uh, they're they're leaning on him to i don't know they're helping the guy out maybe it could be that too Mm, like it's think about it like but like the same thing with babcock like i understand it's not one-to-one but you know hiring babcock was definitely not a like, this was like we did Babs a favor kind of thing, not a like, oh, we're hiring the best qualified coach. Sure, sure. Yeah, I just, it, to me, it's just, it's so interesting, right? Like, and and this is, it's a different approach, right? This is a different approach than what we've seen. So it's, it's different. Nobody likes different. Everyone's, everyone's always going to give different shit. Um, I just, I don't know if this is the answer, man. Like, at, at this point, with the team that they actually have built with I, bringing in Chickren. Right, bringing in guys like Giroud and Tarasenko as as kind of some of those veteran guys for the for the young guys, it's just a bizarre move to me. And um, you know, I don't know if I don't know if you know, I don't know if DJ Smith is technically the problem, but uh, shit, at some point, man, at some point, you gotta you gotta look towards the coach instead of just continuing to give him. Uh, well, I mean, you know, leash, right? I mean, that's that's right. all we that's all this is. So it's just it's, it's a really interesting it's set up when you're a team in the mix of that conversation like it, it's we say it probably once an episode it was it was the in the east it was the Ottawa, Buffalo and Detroit who's going to be the team that takes that step um you know it, it seemed like Detroit was always like that second team whereas Buffalo and Ottawa are always the flip flop either like Ottawa going to be the worst or Buffalo is going to be the worst whereas Detroit you know, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna take that step, but are they gonna be actually you know, playoff team? Eh, who knows? Real quick, um, chance can you blow that up? Can I blow this up? Yes, yeah. I absolutely absolutely can. Yeah, there you go. Is that better? Yeah, explode it. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so as we look at this right now, now we'll give we'll give one out here for the Ottawa Senators. They have played significantly less games than everybody else. Which is also weird. Which is also but very weird. Story. With with their loss tonight, they're up to tw- twenty one games, but. We're, we're starting to inch toward them not having that excuse anymore. Like the capitals only have one game on them and they're up six points on them. So sure. that's, you know, the devils are only up two games on them and they're up five points on them. So that's not necessarily, you know, things can change in four games. I get that. Like once they get up to 25, they win the next ones, yeah, the other right back in it. But at the moment, uh, things are not trending the right direction. You're not getting at least acceptable goaltending from Jonas Corposalo. Uh, the offense is not necessarily clicking the way you want. The defense still looks very young. Uh, this is this is a team that I think you and I would agree that has a bright future, right? Yeah, I mean... Just it, not now. Yeah, with, with the name... But, but when, though, right? I mean, this was supposed to be their year, right? There was, you know, uh, I, I did see a post on Twitter, you know, Jacob Chickern wanted to go to a potential contender, you know, and they're just... Something's up, right? And, and it's. Do they just... have any goalies in the system? Do you know anything about their pipeline? Yeah, not really. Um, I, I mean, you know, you, you, that, there's a reason that they brought in Corpusalo for this season, right? Even if he's a three-year stopgap or whatever, they anything. Actually, they might have given him only two years. But even if even if that's his, where he's gonna be there, right? Um, yeah, just not not even promising for you know we haven't heard of anybody in in the miners that's really just absolutely killing it, right mm-hmm. uh, Forsberg was potentially someone who could you know maybe take that next step and, and be that stud but uh, they, they just have, they have a lot of problems and it was it was really interesting talking with Bobby because you know just there, there was a ton of optimism around this team, right There's a ton of optimism based on paper. What they have right i mean they have you know tim shoots and and brady kachuk are two. a lot of, of exciting names. Exactly. a lot of exciting names yeah so um yeah but but the, even their offense isn't scoring it right now and that's you know everybody goes through those slumps but you can't start off decent you know and then be kind of shitty and then get worse and everyone go oh well they'll turn it back around no they're they're essentially without looking at Columbus they're dead last in the fucking east right now right it's yep. just it's it, something's going on there so columbus does have seven games in uh, hand yeah which yeah. is but, just fucking bonkers but it's, just, it's crazy but i mean but but ottawa still needs to win seven games right or right. you know whatever right. Right. Is, they still right? got to win like, those games yeah yeah uh yeah but back back to the coach I, dj smith right um sorry but he probably should he should, he should probably just be gone right i don't i don't know what they're trying to do and and maybe he still will be right maybe maybe towards the trade deadline if this whole you know uh Jacques comes back and he's like dude DJ doesn't listen to me at all right and and Jacques's like this is this guy is just this isn't working um we could probably still see DJ Smith get get canned but um it's a bizarre situation and, and and realistically there's not a ton of there's not a ton of coaches on the market i mean could Bruce Boudreau come through here and uh, you know, could, could Butterball absolutely fucking turn this team around? Sure. Right. They, Butterball's they're, they're... good. Butterball's good in short term, you know, small doses. You right. can, right. he can turn a team around for a season. Right. But Which, you're right. Like we're like all those, all those recycled coach names that we're, no, we're used to hearing. Like they're getting older, man. Like, right. you know, they're, they're, they're. you know, how many years are we going to get where we're still going to say, you know, I I was laughing the other day. Like somebody was saying like, Oh, Peter Olaviolet's in the fucking Jack Adams conversation. I'm like, can we stop with this? Like, Peter Laviolette jumps team. Like, he's a he. A, a broken clock is right twice a day. Like he's this a, guy. A yeah. This guy is literally on a new team every two to three years. Yeah, he's there to stabilize the situation and then basically set it up for somebody who actually knows how to lead a team to a Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ottawa fans, I don't know if it's going to get any better this season. We will. We will I, see they they strike me as a 500 team which in the east can't isn't going to work I cut it no got into an argument on with an athletic writer uh, in twitter i was we were talking about the yotes or not the yotes somebody else but we were talking about how you could basically be a 500 team in the west and make the playoffs and they're like oh 82, 82 points is not going to uh make you the playoffs and i'm like oh, it's weird i i thought is it, it i thought it was weird but doesn't overtime and shootout losses count as a point? Yeah. Weird. It's almost like a team, like if you, and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but.
1: Well, we've I mean, seen, we
0: see because we've seen teams with, you know, 10, 11, 12 overtime losses, right? Look at 500, right? So look at our, look at, as you, as you look at our screen right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning are 12, 11, and five. If you take those five points away, this is a 12 and 16 team that is below 500 like they are not in a wild card spot right take five points away from their 24 points near buffalo Yep, but because they because they went a little further right you know because they played a little more hockey in five different games right they play. they played you know five to ten minutes more of hockey and lost but because of that they get an extra point which Could could have been 10 seconds Right. I'm not saying it's good. My argument was, is you could play 500 hockey, like, you know, uh, John Tortorella has made a career in the last five years of getting the OT loser point and, you know, limping teams into the playoffs because of it. Mm -hmm. And that's in the West. That's definitely a possibility. Sure. Sure. Let's look at it. I mean, yeah. Arizona's Arizona's two, a two above 500. Yeah. Preds are two above 500 as well. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Before we get too far chance, I think we do have a few sponsors. We got to, we got to run through. We do have a few sponsors. So first off folks, the hub tavern. Okay. The hub tavern is your home away from home. The premier hockey bar in Spokane, Washington on Monroe folks. Dave and Mona are the absolute greatest fucking people you can meet in your entire life. Go in there, have a beer, and just enjoy the hub it is is one of those most relaxing places where you can go in watch a hockey game have a reasonably priced beverage nowadays you know beer is going to cost you six seven eight bucks sure or or if you go to a hockey game 20 bucks <laughs> sure. yeah, it's f- Oh, it's, it's so frustrating bag so bad so uh you could definitely go in there and and have a good time for a reasonable price without breaking the bank and you know what if you do love the hub or you just love the dust bender podcast why don't you support them by scanning this qr code all right i'm gonna scan this qr code i'm gonna okay. remove this so it gets bigger scan this qr code if you're watching us on youtube and we'll post this on twitter as well scan this qr code and not only can you win a Seattle Kraken dartboard. But the Hub Tavern can also win a, a Seattle Kraken dartboard. Jump on, takes like 30 seconds to fill out the forms, your name, your email, and uh, you just write the Hub Tavern is your favorite Kraken bar. Oh, I know right where I would put that sucker, dude. I could chuck it from here. This is, mm. they are, the, the Hub also famously part of the Anchor Alliance. There you go as a as a for the audio listeners i'm wearing the anchor alliance t-shirt at the moment you sure are that's right all right and folks obviously we also have to mention monterey cafe Sure uh, the good folks over at Monterey cafe and the owner, Jeff absolute beauties out there. I'm actually going to swing by some merch here fairly soon. Uh, going to be sporting the dusty bender colors on some hats and some shirts. We do have some merch coming down the pike. So slight plug on that. If you guys are interested, reach out to us. Uh, but Monterey cafe premier, awesome karaoke bar in downtown Spokane. And also some of the best pizza that you'll find affordably priced, uh, specials throughout the week tuesdays twisted tea tuesdays that's going to be twisted Teas for four dollars white claw wednesdays white claws are four dollars deep thursdays and there's a free like paint session like you can go up and paint stuff yeah deep thursdays so that's deep eddie vodka uh flavor friday so you go in and ask the bartender what's going on and that's going to be six bucks Shot Ski Saturday, four people, four shots for $10. And then industry night is Sunday. Open mics from 5.30 to 8. Karaoke starts at 8 p.m. Industrial Special is the first drink for $4. So if you are a bartender yourself, go on into Monterey Cafe. Enjoy the discounts. Have a slice of pizza. Sing your heart out. And uh, if Jeff is there, say hi to him. Oh, so we're going on Saturday for the shotski, right? That's correct. That's what 100% a hundred percent correct. Sweet gig. Yeah. Oh, what a deal! What a fucking deal! You know, two, $2. fifty a shot. Come on, That's, man. You know Find what? Find three friends. Find three bums on the road. Just go. <laughs> just do it. That's just walking. Awesome. In, you're just walking down on the way to on the way there. It's, hey, hey. You want to be my friend? Ten dollars Shotski. Let's go. Let's man, do right. it. Let's get you got, it. You Ugh, got fuck yeah. You got three bucks. <laughs> yeah, you're you trying to make money off the bump. <laughs> <laughs> trying, I mean, that's a buck. That's a buck fifty. That goes a long way. They probably know. got you know some, some 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 hobos definitely make more money than I do. So yeah, hundred percent. There's there um, is a uh, there's multiple studies that come out pretty. Uh, you know, every once in a while in Seattle, the uh, they make more than minimum wage. So I love that. Yeah. I love that for them. That makes me very happy in my career choices. Proud of them, dude. Proud of them. I do have a Detroit Red Wings Christmas hat, so that's good. Yeah. You're a little elf, huh? That's that's, a... that's, you know what? That's what you need to be happy after. This is a Santa hat, existing. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Santa would wear that. Detroit? Uh, Santa's never been to Detroit. Detroit One. I. He doesn't, I... doesn't bring presents to Detroit. No, oh no, oh no, absolutely not. I, I'm definitely a Detroit uh, Red Wings fan, but the, the city of Detroit is a is a different matter. Oh yeah, uh, I've I've walked downtown Detroit uh, as a you know luckily as a group of young hockey players. Yes, uh, we had a little bit like only one kid got stolen. Um, <laughs> you know that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, the the pretty odds, good. right? The odds one, of that. Yeah, one one out of ten. Like, yeah, five percent. That's pretty good. So. It's not bad at all. Uh yeah, what else we got? Hopefully he wasn't uh vital to your team in any way. No 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 no, it was just you know he's a backup goalie. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It was the perfect one to steal. They knew. So good. Yeah. All right. Also, folks, we got a shout out to Fire Chief John Miller. Fire Chief John Miller is a longtime supporter, longtime listener of the show. John, we love you. We appreciate your support. And once again, as always, folks, this is an anti space heater podcast uh we have no we have no patience for space heaters all right it's you're you're more than likely to catch yourself on fire with one than stay warm in the winter get a blanket you know what i own two weighted blank we should reach out to a weighted blanket company and get sponsorship i own two of those bad boys and they'll keep you nice and toasty okay don't be a space heater or go to your local dog shelter yes and buy a few dogs they just radiate heat so adopt a dog with your space with, with not with your space heater with your with your weighted blanket yeah not, no not that yeah. uh fuck space heaters. yeah fuck space heaters like le- legit though uh and then if you're still cold uh pick up a dusty bender uh hockey Sweat podcast shirt. sweatshirt absolutely yeah uh, we've got we have a very cool design on down the pike like we're, we're very excited about it so yeah. um that'll be coming out pro- i would say oh well, maybe we could get out before christmas we'll see we'll see we'll see, yeah, that, see how that yeah. happens all right. Anything else on sponsors, Taylor? Uh, THPN Hockey Podcast Network. Check it out. We shout them out every week, but it's a great space to go get some, uh, you know, different podcasts. If you get sick of hearing our voice, or you just get to the end of our episode, realistically, right? You don't, You're not sick of us. So uh, that's right. Yeah. You you want to listen to some other teams or you know other options for even the Kraken stuff? Uh, definitely go check out the Hockey Podcast Network. And yeah, great, great little setup. Love it. Love it. Cool. All right. What's on the agenda today, Mr. Wells? Well, we already talked about the senior advisor, so we'll go ahead and jump to uh, just a a little bit of news. I think uh, not a huge trade, but something we wanted to kind of bring up real quick just to fill folks in. Uh, The Columbus Blue Jackets have sent Eric Robinson to the Buffalo Sabres for a 2025 seventh round pick. I believe it's conditional as well. Everything's conditional now when it comes Mm -hmm. to picks. Um yeah so uh, this is this is an interesting one uh Buffalo's struggling a little bit they do have they do have some injuries there in Buffalo uh, I was watching a Buffalo game the other day and they were kind of bringing yeah. up some of them yeah tucks down uh they got a couple other guys and and uh just struggling around uh, the the interesting part of this is it came almost immediately after I think it was the Carolina game where uh Cousins actually in an interview said that the team is way too soft And they need a little more FU in their game. Uh, So it was a really interesting trade in order for uh, Buffalo to go get a guy like Aaron Robinson, who isn't, you know, just isn't a prototypical Tom Wilson, Reeves, Uh uh, you know, one of those guys, but definitely brings a little bit of nastier to his game, right? That's just the fourth-line guy. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see what he can do in Buffalo because, uh, I mean, you know, even a young player like Cousins who isn't really a big guy, I mean, what, he, he, he... threw a couple punches at Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not, not really a big, a big bruiser guy himself. He's more known as a, a point guy, but uh, even him saying we need a little more FU in our game, that's, that's a big tell. And they went out and, and got someone that brings a little bit of FU. Uh, yeah. So interesting trade. You think this kind of ties into what Torts was talking about? Like uh, this is, I mean, Torts's comments that we talked about a little bit about in the last episode have, have really sparked some debate, you know, talking about, you know, the old age and even like guys that we grew up with, uh, it's basically guys who are have played the game versus you know media members who haven't played the game who right. want to see who want to see like fighting and hitting completely taken out of the game um external factors and the sad part is is though like those individuals usually have more of a say on what the game looks like than the people who have played so their opinion actually does matter normally i'd sit here and be like who gives a fuck what greg wschinski thinks he's just a media guy but these individuals do have the power to influence what the NHL thinks is popular, not what is popular, what they think is popular. Um, so, I, I kind of reeling it back in like, is because we sit here on one hand, you and I, I think, could argue that, yeah, that team is on paper, that's a lot of talented, speedy dudes mm-hmm. that we that there's no denying that that roster is talented. But, yeah, when I look at it, I don't see a lot of grit. I don't see a lot of jam. I don't see a lot of banging in the boards and, you know, mucking it up kind of stuff. But in the same breath, like, you know, if, if Buffalo makes a trade for Ryan Reeves, we're going to sit here and go, what the fuck are you doing? Right. So I think it's we, we've we've come into a world where, you know, Torts is kind of right in the sense that you, you we need players that can score. The Tom Wilsons of the world, not to necessarily give Tom Wilson too much credit, but – I mean, this was a guy that is known as a bruiser, known as a tough guy, can throw the hits, bang the bodies, and still put up, you know, 25 goals a year. Yeah. Whereas yeah, Ryan I... Reeves, Ryan Reeves skates four minutes a night and will give up, you know, two goals a night if he's on the ice for too long. Well, and I think I think a, a good side of this, right? Like, I think the, the overall tough guy, right like ryan reeves is is still kind of valuable i still find value in those kind of players um in a fourth line four minute role like you're saying right three three years ago i would agree with you but now now he's now he is a defensive liability like well 100 100 right i think i think the last i checked he was like you know his his line had been scored on like 25 times or something and they'd scored like five goals right yeah um, so, But I think I think what a guy like Aaron Robinson and, 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 you know, some of these guys that aren't these prototypical just goons, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think what a lot of these guys bring is, like, with the quickness and just the, the overall skill in the NHL right now, what some of these guys that can throw the body around, Jacob uh, Truba, right? If you're playing against, say, Jacob Truba, that's a, that's a very, yep. uh, you know, that's a name that, it's a polarizing name, but... His game is multi-layered. Like Truba yeah. can still Truba can still contribute offensively while exactly. also playing defense and also being a tough guy. I was also about to say and, oh, not to cut your point off, the Kachucks. Yeah, like, the Kachucks. Kachucks that, their style of play is like you know, you know, ten years ago, the kachuck style of play was just style of play. Like you know, right. everybody if Everyone you couldn't if you couldn't bang and jam like the Kachucks do now, 10, 15 years ago. You weren't gonna last in the league, right? Because right. it was more about like you had to you had to be good, but you also had to be fucking tough. Well, and I think I think there there's a whole other side of this, and this this is kind of to your point as well, right? Someone who didn't never played the game, you know, wasn't on the ice, didn't feel that energy of being on an actual NHL team. Uh, a guy like Kachuk's or Robinson or Truba. Sure. Lays one guy out during a game, or you at least—he hasn't even done this yet, but he knows that somebody's that that, that guy's on the ice. Yep, you, you're basically like the player that's going into the corner, knowing that Eric Robinson is the one that's forward-checking him. Is going to rush that breakout, right? There's a good chance that there's going to be a turnover, and I think I think that brings a lot of value to a team, not even from a fourth line level. I think there's you know value in that from from a checking line role in third, or, or you know even as a defensive role in the second. So, um, you know, is this going to turn the Buffalo Sabres season around? Probably not, but I you know I just there's not a lot of other jam on this on this team, right? So they had to do something. Uh, There's just, there's a ton of, you know, what, what is, I mean, maybe Connor Clifton, uh, you know, is probably an, and Ocposo were probably their two tougher guys on this roster and and that's just not going to cut it uh, even in today's, even in today's league. So Uh, yeah, not a bad trade and they really only gave up a 25th, Seventh round pick, right? So, which is uh, which is nothing like nothing. that. It's that individual, zero. that individual might make an AHL roster one day. Like, don't no, I mean, Yeah, he's ECHL bound. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's he's. Just, we we can go. We can go. We can go check out his games in Boise here fairly soon. So sure. Sure. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that means nothing. So no, uh, I, I definitely understand that. In terms of this trade, it's not the the most influential thing to me on this trade was, is this just the start of Columbus starting to sell like is is this just the the cherry on top of, you know, the what's to come of this team? I, I think, I don't know. It, it still is early, you know, we're, we're 25 games in, I've got a quarter of the season through a little over a quarter of the season. Uh, you know, if you're even the most optimistic team in hockey is trying to say like, Oh, we're last place, but you know, the blues won at that one year. Uh, but, Let's be real. Is is Columbus going to get it together and and make a massive comeback here to make the playoffs? Probably not. Uh, um, now, and now Elvis is on IR too, so it's just that doesn't help. Everything's working against them. That this, doesn't this help. This team, there, there's there's a set of teams in the NHL every year that should be thinking sell, 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 even from the start, right? And maybe Columbus thought, you know, oh, we got we got Fantilia three, uh, we brought in Line and Goudreau, we brought in. Provorov, you know, we did all this stuff to our team. Maybe they were optimistic. um At this point, they they need to be saying, okay, what who who's going to be here in five years when this team could potentially make a push? If uh, well, they're, they're and, already there. And Yarmo's seat's got to be hot at their uh, minimum. I think, he's, I think he's probably gone at this point, dude. I would wonder if it it might be a thing where they just let his contract run out. It's kind of like yeah. Kenny Holland. It's like kind of Kenny Holland up in Edmonton. Like right. he's. This is his last year. They're not going to fire him because they respect him, but he's not getting re-signed. Um, 100%. I, I could see that. And uh, unfortunately for Columbus, it might be a situation where uh, – I'm not saying blow it Could Blow it up implies you get rid of everybody, which there, there are some great young – we've talked about it before. There's some great young pieces on this team uh, that just kind of need some veteran presence, veteran leadership. What do they say in, in Season 2? Veteran presence. Veteran presence. Um. Yeah, it shorty season 2 rather. Uh yeah. this team but you're not going to get that veteran presence from you're definitely not going to get it from Line A. You should be getting it from Johnny Gaudreau, but it kind of seems like Johnny Gaudreau is like on lithium and just kind of going Guilty through his emotions. life. Yeah, he's not he doesn't look excited. He doesn't look like he's happy to be there. Um kind of looks like he's just showing up to the rink and collecting a paycheck unfortunately. Um would you be, though? I mean, okay, so so the, the the other point I wanted to make with Columbus. He's supposed to be the spark. They brought him in to try to keep this from happening. 100%. 100%. Line a is getting 14 minutes a night, right? Kent Johnson was in the AHL until very recently. Yep. Adam Fantilli is only getting 13, 14 minutes a night. Yep. Uh, David Yeracek on the back end. The, the, that's just a lot of talent that Goudreau is not seeing because of the coaching staff because and maybe it's it maybe it's even goes higher maybe it goes into the the front office and stuff trying to hold these kids back a little bit what the fuck what like why are we doing that yeah you i i should be seeing i should be seeing Fantilli with goudreau i should be seeing fucking Ken johnson and patrick liney right like it's just why not like at this point in the season
1: i like this Varonkov kid
0: Varankov kid too yeah, I, yeah, got a little bit of jam with him, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There's just and and there, it's crazy. It's it's crazy, and I just and and yes, right? They they weren't prepared for Babcock to get canned before How? the season even started. Like I I understand that, but you you like at some point that like Yarmo has to have that conversation with the coach and say, look, start playing some of these guys because. It is an absolute sin to see Adam Fentili and Ken Johnson on a third line. That's a fucking joke to me, dude. That's, a, that's Especially when joke. they're especially when they're playing better than most your play. I mean, you're still hoping, you know, you're hoping Johnny Gaudreau pulls it together. You're hoping Line A comes advertised. Um, but fuck man, I, I'm sitting here thinking of like, all right, if you're if you're caring about the future, like if we're just building the Columbus Blue Jackets right now, like i i can get a pretty penny right now for johnny even even though he's not playing well i can get a pretty penny for johnny gaudreau i don't know if he's got a no trade clause but i could i could get some good money for him uh line a oh line a is gonna be like a pure luke dubois situation where like you're gonna have to ask line a where he wants to go because if you trade him somewhere where he doesn't he's gonna have no value because he's gonna do what he's currently doing. he's he's not if i if i have anything to do with the columbus blue jackets patrick is not going anywhere he's 25 really? he's 25 years old he is he's, to me he to me he's a matt duchene he's poison in the locker room yeah i don't th- i don't think so guy's I, not to, g- guy's not a leader guy doesn't, doesn't want fuck to fucking play he does not need to be he but, has but guys that's like the, but that's the role that they put him in Right. So that's he's a coaching He's supposed issue. to be a leader on this team. Right. So that's a coaching issue. Right. If you're right. asking Patrick Line to be a leader on this team, when you have a Boone Jenner, when you got a Johnny Goudreau, when you have a, a Zach Wierenski, Patrick Line is not a fucking leader. We all know that. No, he is a, he's he's a he, he is, uh, to, to for BoJack Horseman, he is a uh, Phil Kessel type. Right? Yeah. He, is, he is literally just the goal scorer. That's what he's there for. Use right. him to what he's supposed to be doing. Given he's him playing, 14 he's minutes. He's playing I, fucking Fortnite on his Switch in the in the locker room stuff. He can do whatever know? the fuck he wants. He literally he can get he can get hot. He can get so fucking hot at mm-hmm. any time. You Just keep that guy happy. He can play Fortnite on the fucking bench in between shifts. Mm-hmm. If he's going to go out the next fucking shift and go score me a goal like I know he can do. Right? right. They're just they're they're they're, they're mismanaging the entire team that coach is missing the, the whole team, but the it's only terrible. leader on this team right now, and, and to his credit, ooh, Boone Jenner, who I, I know you don't, you you wouldn't do it because he is truly the only leader on this team right now, oh. but man, Boone Jenner's value is at an all time fucking high. Like, I you agree, could, I, mean, I agree. The you last could, two years, he's been pretty decent, dude. You could, it could be like a, a Felino situation where you could get a king's ransom for this dude. And to play third, to play third line somewhere else. <laughs> no, crazy. but that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, no, like it would crazy. be like, it'd be the deadline and like, Oh, we could use, we could use a Fellino, Rick Nash Boone Jenner type to round sure. out our third line. Sure. And they would pay a King's ransom for this guy to go play third, you know, third line minutes on a, a cup contender. If, if, if that's what they want to do. And it means that Adam Fantilli can move into that first line role and I can have, or Are you Johnson up there. Are you trying Do to I, say that the Boston Bruins would not pay a first and a first plus assets for Boone Jenner at the deadline? Probably, <laughs> you probably, know yeah. they will. You know, know they would. I don't know if you get it. Well, fuck. I mean, he, Tampa Bay fucked this whole conversation up by throwing an abs, like an entire draft an an at Tanner's. That's you an ask your, ask. At fucking Janot. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's an outlier Uh, but but even but even toronto you know like if the conversation comes up around the dead they need defense help right now that's another (sighs) issue yeah but even if they came around like say they needed a center like uh, if if columbus is you know second to last why not let's throw a our our final let's throw our 2029 sneaky west coast team for a boone jenner Vancouver yep. Canucks, baby. They also need they defensive help, it. but I don't agree. I don't disagree with you. They could use it. They could use a, a defensive, a technically, like Boone Jenner should be a defensively third line center, right? Yeah. With a little bit offense, that's what he should be, and that's that's what Vancouver needs. Yeah. No. If I, I mean, if I'm, if I'm the GM and I'm looking to completely rebuild this team, like line A well okay you're right line a can stay for the point that I, i'll take that back but boone jenner and johnny gaudreau i'm i'm selling for a king's ransom at the deadline and building up my fucking war chest and making adam fantilli my first line center uh flanked by patrick line a hundred percent johnny and, johnny gaudreau gets hot sell him I, yep. he probably has a no trade we're just talking about yep, absolutely asses, but... pretty, pretty much the only person from the old guard that I'm keeping is Zach Rensky. fuck yeah dude why not he's a stud but Yuricek you, should be getting more time the kid yep. is great two-way D it's just it's just yeah, mis, I... mismanaging all over that entire organization Texie Texi is good Fantilli's good Kent Johnson's good Bremstrom is good Chinnikov is good Voronkov has got fucking jam Marchinko's fucking great yeah like it's crazy I, there's I know, some good doing there there's some good talent on this roster tank tanking it's just, on purpose maybe mm. maybe the the the, uh, the ir here is that is pretty quite, nasty quite significant that is pretty nasty yeah it's that that need there's something that needs to be said about that that and uh chet greaves Holy don't, fuck. Don't get on Jet's case. Jet, dude, Jet Greaves? Doing? Oh my god, Jet's what a name. A stud, dude. Jet dude. is an absolute stud. Let's get Jet, Jet on the show, bro. What is Jet what is Jet's stats right now? Jet Greaves, what does he do? Is he with the Lake Erie monsters? He's gotta be. I no, I think he zams the ice for Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think he technically he's technically like the cannon guy there. Jet Greaves. So, for those who don't see our YouTube channel, uh, Jet Greaves is currently the backup. He'd be the third string under normal circumstances, but he's the backup goalie behind um, uh, Spencer Martin, who I actually did watch in a game and he played okay. Yeah, um, see, he played for Vancouver for a little bit. He's not. He's not terrible. Okay, played for Vancouver last year. Jet Greaves is 22 years old and has been playing with the Cleveland Monsters. Born in 2001, that makes me want to vomit. Yuck, dude. <laughs> Fuck it, young buck oh damn he probably doesn't even have a 401k dude no probably not at 22 years old born uh-huh. in cambridge ontario playing with the cleveland monsters all right well with a name like jet greaves i'm rooting i'm rooting for the kid fuck yeah dude i want him on every like i'm gonna pick him up in fantasy i uh, <laughs> you might as well <laughs> i might as well dude fuck it Mike. i have two goalies on ir right now and they're not even good goalies <laughs> <laughs> like my two goalies are on IR that I'm holding on to. Are... Spencer Martin's gonna get some playing time here so soon on your roster. I about picked him up. I picked up Dustin Wolf instead, but Jesus Christ, boy, boy, we're really, we're really cutting, splitting hairs here, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, dude, fuck, dude. Oh shit! All right, what what do we got? what do we got next? Uh, I yeah, do what wanna, what I, is next? I do want to, I want to, I want to get your quick opinion because we kind of got to move on a little bit. But yep. uh, Kaner tonight. What'd yes. you think, dude? What'd you? I mean, what'd you think about him? I got to watch a little bit of that this game. So, I I watched very closely the first and second periods, and then I turned it off, uh, and then turned it on the last five minutes and watched oh, OT. You jinxed it, bro. You, you're No, in the jinx. I well, no, I I jinxed it when it, I watched him get scored on four times in a row. Two short, two shorties back to oh, back. Yeah, the two shorties are a dagger. Um, specifically on Kane, uh, watching him, his line was the only line to not get a goal which is just weird. They had, they had a ton of chances. Though. So many chances. So if, if everybody's looking here, like in a, in a bubble, just looking at Kane's play, like his vision and his hockey sense are still there, man. Like the, the guy is just smart. His hands are still good. Um, He definitely showed that he has not played a high intensity game in six to seven months. Uh, uh Patrick Kane of two years ago, would not hit the post three times like he did like that's an embellishment he hit the post once but he had hit the cr- many, I mean, he hit the crossbar once so he, yeah he had, he there, had, he had many good looks games. tonight many good looks and and i think maybe that has something to do with there could also be an element of usually he's the guy who dishes it to Debrincat, not the other way it i did notice that it felt like everybody was trying very like once it felt like it was four rip three rip it felt like everybody was trying very hard to get Kane that goal just get Kane to Kane like the puck yeah right get Kane or the puck and I think maybe there was a little too much pressure on him to do. Well, okay, I'm not. I take that statement back. There's no such thing as too much pressure for Patrick Kane. He's won this cup, cup fuck, three fucking times. Um, but it, it's, it's a situation where he just wasn't ready for it. I think you know he's got. It he's getting back into the groove. Uh, we were we were just talking with our buddy By, uh, Bobby Ryan over uh, DMs on Twitter, and you know it's game one. You know, yeah, like. This is his first game back, and I, I think for his first game back after seven months and practicing with the team for only you know three days, uh, I think he's been. I think he did just fine. Um, yeah. They did not lose that game because of Patrick Kane. Oh God, no! They lost it because they are afraid to play Lion on a full schedule. The the, the uh, defense the, de- <laughs> the defense is terrible. You're, well, you're not wrong. That's yes. not that's not the reason, but it's definitely sure. a reason. Yeah, sure. Um, I I you know what? It's funny. It's funny because. The cane that I saw tonight, even after surgery and and taking you know a good portion of the season off, um, he reminded me of the cane that we've seen the last few years that yeah. still technically has it. I mean, he's not he's I, not the not the dominant force that he was, but he could easily be a point per game guy. And look, this is this is what more, my my wife and I were talking about as we were watching the game. His goal for the first five to ten games, don't get fucking hurt. Right, that's what he's there for. do not get hurt and I wasn't worried I watched him he was skating fast he He was like I'm not worried about wasn't worried about his skating like that was not like it's when you haven't been in a game time situation you have to make those snap judgments and take those quick shots and hit them with pinpoint accuracy you're gonna have some margin of error you're gonna have a break in period like your your shot's not going to be exactly the same as it was seven months ago in a game situation Um, but conditioning and whatnot. Dude, I, it didn't look like he was, you know, slow or anything. Like he was keeping, he was keeping with the play. If anything, he was kind of leading it sometimes. I, that is not. I, I'm not worried about Patrick Kane. He got more and more comfortable as the game went on. So the yep. the third period, he hit that pipe. Great, great just good positioning to basically yep. to pick that puck off. Go in. Uh, I honestly, the way that the puck came out, I thought it was in. So I, I Morgan, you know, Morgan was like, oh, this is, it hit the pipe. But I I swear to God I was like that's a fucking gold. Maybe it's because we had money on it, uh, but you know I was like. Next, thanks for reminding money. me. I appreciate that. Yeah, so we lost money, uh, but you know so so that one he he, uh, he he there was a turnover in their own zone that he created, and he busted his ass back, broke up the play, broke up the play behind the net. Uh, just you know just that's the kind of stuff you want to see in his first game back. Just being able to battle. Having that next speed, right? Having that energy to get to that next level and basically say, "Hey, look, I'm just I'm just chopping some of the rust off of this fucking pipe, dude." Right? Like it's just that's all he was doing this this game, and he had a bunch of chances. So uh, I I would not be surprised, especially you know with this team, the way that they kind of spread out those lines and stuff a little bit and, and mess with the power play. I would not be surprised if this guy's gonna put up a fucking point per game, and, and it's just it's just gonna elevate it's just gonna elevate the Red Wings, dude. I, yeah, it's, it, ca- yeah it's casual crazy. fans and critics of the Red Wings who have been you know are they've been waiting 15 years to finally lay into the Red Wings because the the Red Wings were a fun punching bag for you know our entire childhood because mm-hmm. they were so good. I mean their their success makes them eat. anytime that your team is good for an extended period of time, like I. I sit here and laugh at like there are people who genuinely hate you. You hate the the LA Kings. Sure. And it, it just to me it's like I I don't know, I just kind of nothing the Kings, which is why they're kind of on our on our list tonight of mm-hmm. talking about them. But in any case, um yeah, no, I I'm not worried about Kane. I think that he's he, he looked comfortable. He looked fine. Um they did not they did not lose that game because of Patrick Kane. Oh, we'll put God it that down, oh, dude. That is That team has uh issues that, going before Patrick Kane, they have issues with holding a lead. And the defense is, I mean, it's it's not good. And then it's on top spotty. of that, we've talked about the defense. Yeah, though. it's a little it's, spotty. It's not good. And vilihuso Huso uh, is an adequate goalie, but not a good goalie. And that's yeah. that's an issue. Uh, thank. Hopefully, Alex. I think they're just paranoid that if they give Alex Lyon too much room, he's going to fuck it up. But sure. I don't know. Or he's going to want a contract, <laughs> uh, right? The, the <laughs> answer is the answer is not James Reimer. So, oh god no. The other one that cracked me up, there's about 14 seconds left in the game. It's the last thing I'll say on it. There's about 14 seconds left in the game. Uh, Larkin got into it with a fucking no-name D on the Sharks. The D, the D on the Sharks got, got close to his head, right? Like, he got his stick a little close to his head, and Larkin threw his head back... Like it was a professional mm-hmm. diving competition, and I fucking died laughing, dude. I was okay, like, "What so, the fuck, dude? Larkin, I know it's... what you're doing, but that's terrible." Larkin. So oh, Larkin's shit. got a fucking. I mean, going back to the Jamie Ben shit. Why I will never like Jamie Ben. I don't give a flying fuck. You know, if he mm-hmm. fucking, if he helps blind, homeless orphans, like, I still don't care. Like, I, I, I genuinely don't He doesn't, don't like just, to, just to make you feel good. He, he, he does doesn't. I don't, do th- that, yeah. well, I, I mean, I not really know. I don't think he No, does. he doesn't do that. I oh, okay, he doesn't yesterday. do that. Yeah, we know that. In, fa- in fact, I think he throws rocks at them. Yeah, I've seen he, him he outside goes, of the... He goes uh, to the blind orphanage and throws rocks at them. That's true. Google it. It's, I still can't hit him. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible throw. <laughs> He throws like a girl. <laughs> yeah. He throws left handed. Uh yeah, right yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I don't like him, but Larkin has a Larkin has a history of, of neck injuries and that kind of shit. So um yeah, maybe he was being an over or maybe he was trying to sell it, maybe he was being overcautious and paranoid. Um I don't know. I I've gotten to that point kind of where I will yeah, with, with, with me to do with, his best. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's probably it's more likely that he tried to sell it, but like for for me like I've, I've i've separated the shoulder three times now um if i if it ever makes large contact with somebody like that i i like it, it's, almost, it's almost something in my mind like i'm, I'm instinctually trying to like guard it
1: mm. um
0: or or think that i've hurt it Um uh, it's just like the first thing that goes to mind because i've done it three times so um sure. so it, you know i'm trying to give him the benefit out but yeah he was most likely trying to sell it Cool. Uh chance, let's jump into a little bit of sponsor information here and then we'll continue. Tell me a little bit about DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh as we brought up last time, they have some great odds. There's a lot of good games that are going on right now. Um, you know, go ahead this weekend, you get a little bored, you get a little drunk with your buddies you know, uh, getting close to to the holiday season, you feel like you're just, you know, just rolling in the dough, go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Check out some of those lines. Chance and I threw a little bit of money down tonight on Kaner getting a point, and unfortunately uh, he he, uh, disappointed us a little bit. Uh, He did not get four shots on goals, though, so we would have lost either way. Sure. Uh, But definitely go check out DraftKings Sportsbook for some of those good betting odds. Download the app now and use code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the nhl the crown is yours bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bits expire 180, 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the NHL Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Nice. We did. We did. We lost a little money today, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. That was pretty good. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, devil's up one devil's up one nothing after one who was it Uh, it was fucking andre uh palat palat Mm -hmm. second line and uh akira akira has saved 10 shots okay okay It, it, it that's that's not bad from the kraken um yeah, I it's so it's this way off topic, but this week I'm playing in in my other fantasy league. So I, you know we're in we're in one together, you and me against each other in one, and mm-hmm. then I got I got another league I play with some buddies from back home. Uh, in that league, in my home league, the guy that I'm playing has a very similar team to my team in our league that we play against each other in in okay. the Idaho league. So I literally, it's just a lose-lose, dude. Like, literally, like, Bar- Barzal had two goals and assists tonight, and I was like, fuck yeah, but fuck <laughs> you, right? Like, it's just, it's terrible. And he's got Jack Hughes. He's just, he's got, like, a bunch of guys that I have. So, yeah, it's just, it's a lose-lose uh, situation there for fantasy this week. So we'll see what happens. Fantasies, we can say that to the end, but, man, I, I, the Dusty Vendor team will never lose again. It's, it's honestly, it's a cheat code. We uh, Did we cheat? we must have like we, I, have I, we knew exactly what how we, how a 20 team league was going to work even though we've never been in one before it's crazy and dude. uh yeah we just we can't we can't we are currently losing right now but i i i was very impressed with our drafting strategy because like you and i do differ on a lot of things uh-huh. uh, especially when it comes to fantasy and we just we had this plan it was like okay you know uh chance picked this one now it's kind of kind of taylor's turn unless like chance has a really good guy at this this yeah. spot that he wants to pick. we always ran this. we always ran oh, the next fuck, we, we ran it we by rushed it dude it yeah. was yes fucking crush yeah yeah we we got a solid squad um tonight not so good but uh yeah. normally normally it's pretty good god what a pickup on cam york man one goal one assist yeah buddy uh, well, he hadn't done anything in two games, so I was getting That's a fair. little nervous for my, for my uh, pickup. But uh, let's let's jump into – we, 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 we kind of got a little off topic, but we were yep. talking about the Kraken game tonight. So there's there's a couple guys in the lineup tonight that we wanted to talk about with the Kraken. Um, Chance, are you – like, which which one of these guys are you more excited about? Are you excited about the, the young D coming up from Coachella, or are you excited to have the big dog himself back in the lineup? i mean raw potential i'm i'm more excited about Riker evans coming into the lineup mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. with hackstall i i feel like uh what's what's that insufferable new jersey account uh the brack pa- the brat pack or something oh, like that yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. it's that like people love hate that account so much um and but they have this like scale of like fire lindy extend ruffy uh Yuck. lindy like and it just yeah. go it, like like it, it it it's a funny thing like it goes back and forth like all the time um like I, that's kind i'm not necessarily that extreme but right now i'm i'm really not liking what haxtell is doing with this team and bringing up Riker evans and putting it but this kind of just goes into a philosophy of like look if you're bringing up young talented guys that are possibly going to be the future of a team I'm not even necessarily talking about the Kraken I'm talking about any NHL roster in general why the fuck would you put them on the fourth line why like, it, if you're bringing them up they're obviously talented enough to be into the lineup or at least potentially in the future so throwing them on a fourth line with two plugs that are basically their, their only goal is is just to not get scored on, G- generally speaking. The the and fourth line is different. I get that, but it's especially when you're playing defense, and that's Riker. Riker is in, a f- he's on the third bottom defensive pairing. Like, why? Why would you do that? I, it's so weird. Speaking because... in with Brian Dumoulin. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and and y- and you and I did make a post. We're we we're kind of speculating on what this what this D pairing. You know what what this decor might look like for the Kraken with Riker Evans coming into the lineup, and 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 don't get me wrong, right? I differ from you a little bit because I do think, from a defensive standpoint, it's it's much tougher for an NHL level coach to say young kid has had success at the AHL level, bring him up, throw him into a second line. Potentially, there was there was people who were talking about throwing him on on the first line, right? From Vince Dundown. So oh no, I, not Vince! L- I would, I would have, I would have split Larson and Dunn up, and oh, but I wouldn't. Riker Evans and Dunn is not a good pairing. But anyways, I think it so, would go well. But anyway, oh, it's, that's too much offense, not enough defense. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So, but, but, but to your point, right? And and I saw a couple people who were kind of patting themselves on the back saying, "I knew he was going to slot in for Justin Schultz," right? Like I knew, uh, it. I knew it. And that's, no, I, I think the smart money would have actually been on Dumoulin a hundred percent and i'm with you a hundred percent there so i i i think what we decided kind of collectively very quickly um we 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 would have shook it up a little bit i don't know you and i differed a little bit i that vince dunn larson combo is still fine i think i think that would have been a total shake-up if he would have broke those two up it's too um, stacked it's too stacked. I, I under uh, i'm not yes. i'm not it's I'm not arguing that the line is good. Like it's, it's our only solid defensive line. Vince Dunn and Adam Larson are the only like solid defensive line that we have. And it's because it's also a little offensive, but that's the problem is like what, when they're off the ice, we're a option. Yeah. Like we're screwed. Like Jamie Elesiak and will, will Borgen are a third pairing defensive line. Yeah, and I and and it, it, there's a lot of Kraken fans that would disagree with you, which is crazy to me. A lot uh, of Kraken and... fans are blinded by the love of the player, and sure, look, it, it, we kind of wanted to talk about this too because there's a difference between like loving the team but wanting what's best for it, and then like being in love with a player. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you can you can love a player. That's great. Like there are people who you know the the folks. Remember in the summer we had that whole book talk thing where like everybody loves Alex Weinberg, and he's fucking hot. I'm gonna put him in my next Fifty Shades of Grey book. Sure. Okay, that's great. Okay, that's awesome. You can think Alex Weinberg's handsome. He is handsome. He's a handsome man. Okay, yeah, I'm not deny that. That's not. There's no. There's no denying this. Okay, but I can sit here from an objective perspective and look at how I am going to design this team to win. Alex Wenberg is not a second line center. Uh, it's, it's just, he's just not like it, the number of times I have to correct people. They're like, he's really good defensively. And I'm like, and that is a great quality in a third to fourth line center. Right. In this, in this NHL, right. I think I defend, you and I've talked about this before. A defensive, a strictly defensive center was okay. In a second line role five years ago. Right? Correct. We're not there anymore. No, we, we, we need that second line center. That secondary have. scoring. They need, in yes, fact, exactly. the best team has teams, to be two way. The best teams, your second line is just as good as your first line. Your second line is defensive because they're in the offensive zone, correct? The whole fucking time. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, okay, Winberg's a whole other situation. I don't want right. to get too far right. off. Let's go, to Let's go back to Riker. Let's go back to Riker. Oh, uh, yeah, Jamie Lee. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> my my <laughs> mind was my mind was where the problem is. Uh, so, yeah. So. <laughs> You're already making the you're already making the uh, the raft that we're gonna push Jamie Lizziek into yes, Puget Sound on right. That's right, dude. It's gonna, it's gonna be like a live Viking funeral. <laughs> yeah, like. I have I have a ton of shit in my garage that I need to just sell. And I'm gonna just mash it all together and bungee, put him just on. bungee cords, just fucking lash yeah, it I'm gonna all together, fucking wrap it around. I got like six <laughs> spools of string. I'm just gonna fucking get it. And he's gonna be—he's not even gonna fit on it because he's what like six five or something. At he's least, not even gonna yeah. fit all the way. His feet are gonna be off the edges, but sure. he's gone. This is like a, um, this is like a Jack Titanic situation with the door. 100. I'm pushing him uh-huh. off the front of the fucking boat. <laughs> um, but yes, but yes. So so that second line. So there was there was people that were bringing up data and stuff like that. And and look, I love data. Data is what I do every fucking day of my life. But I know hockey, Nerd. right? So. Yeah, so I'm a nerd. But like I know hockey at the same time and 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 watching these two at the beginning of the season they actually were a pretty decent D pair. Recently, garbage. Literally like this this last game that was going to uh, happen. It wasn't going to work on an 82 it, game season. Yes, it was never going to last 82 games with those two guys. So that that's the second pairing is who I wanted to break up. Dumoulin should have been out. There's no, there's absolutely no excuse that Dumais well, is still in this game. He's he's, he's a terrible defender. We're, we're trading, we're trading seats on the Titanic here, though. Like, I mean, uh, once you get past the first line, there's just no... there's uh, you know Riker Evans is good, that uh, like he's hopeful, but mm-hmm. other than that, Will Borgan is a third line D guy. Elysiac's a third line D guy. Dumlin's a third line borderline AHL guy. <sighs> right. You know, Magna Magna's down on an AHL fucking he's been loaned to Coachella for horrible, 14 days horrible trade by the way yeah um but yes but 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 what you needed to do was if you're hacks so off you are a good NHL coach you figure out the player that's going to benefit this young player that is a part of your organization for the foreseeable future you're going to find a partner that's going to allow him to, he's he, he's not super he's he's not like He's not Vince Dunn where He's all offense. He does have a two-way game to him, but you're gonna you you in your mind know who that player that d pairing guy is that you can put him with that's gonna have him succeed and bring out his offensive talents like he he needs to be doing on this team. And Brian Dumoulin is not the one to do that, right? And and is it Jamie Alexiak? Is it Will Will Borgan? I don't know, but those two based on the way that they've played at the beginning of the season and and splitting them up could bring out better play out of them. The One of those guys is who you needed to put him with. And it's just, it's a, it's a coaching mishap to put him with Brian Doomlin. and I think it's a joke.
1: It's, it's you're, a joke. you're tying, I don't, I don't you're tying a
0: ball and chain to him. Like I, it's, I remember, I remember it, it reminds me of like the early years of cider, early years of cider. God, we're getting old. Uh, Like cider's first and second year where he's, he's, he's got a ball and chain on his fucking leg. Like it's you're, you're stuck with a guy that's just absolutely bad, like downright bad. And I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to do or what else to say about it. Like it's just it's just a coaching issue that I don't know what else, what else to do. I I don't know what else to do. That's the sad part is I, it's just, I don't, I, (sighs) Riker Evans needs... If you're going to bring Riker Evans up, you don't... You just don't put him in this position. That's... Oh, it's a, you're asking him to fail. Yeah, you're asking him to fail because you're you're basically asking him to play while also trying to cover Brian Dumoulin. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're asking too much out of the kid. Right. It, you, you, you put these young kids in a position to succeed, not fail. And to me, like, when you bring up young prospective kids... You don't you don't bury them on the fourth line. Like it's we were talking about it before when, you know, uh, right came up, you know, last year and this year, like putting right on the fourth line is just fucking dumb. Like, why would you do that? Right. I, it doesn't make any sense. Put sash him on a, a third line or a second line and give him some minutes, rotate him in. rotate him in. But this situation is just not I, I just I can't I don't understand it. Uh, It's just, uh, it's a coaching mishap, but I I don't, you know, yeah, we could probably, we could probably do an entire podcast on, on the coaching mishaps that are happening that have been happening. Honestly, I mean, we've been critical of, of, of hackstall since, you know, midway through season one. Right. Right. So So, like, what do we expect? we're, Uh, We're critical of hackstall and now it's time to be critical of big Dick Francis. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because oh, let me yeah. let me tee you up for this. So uh, rumor comes out last night uh, from our one of our favorite beat reporters on the Kraken, um, Bennett, I believe. Mm. Uh, I want to give proper I want to give proper credit here where credit is due. Um, well, while you're pulling that up, Chance, I do want to yeah. say. So the other one, the other Go name. Go ahead. Uh, Burakovsky is back. Uh, big, That's right. Big big news for the yep. for the Kraken yep. forwards. So. Uh, definitely adds a little bit of actual offensive talent, right? Uh, it's, he's besides Bjorkstrand, um, you know, Baneers, and and some of these guys, right? He's he's probably one of our most offensive talented players, potentially. So good, potentially, so good. Good to see him back. It'll you know same thing with the Kane situation. Going to take a couple games, get him the rust off, and then we'll see where he's at because he actually didn't start the season this, this is so well. So uh,
1: I wouldn't see to see where he's at.
0: I wouldn't see one hundred percent Berkey until after the new year. Yeah, that's probably I, a good it's. Guess all all of december is going to be him getting back up to speed and him getting injured again is definitely not going to help the situation so oh, fuck man just don't jinx him like that he he cannot stay healthy he's no. he's just so slight he's such a slight player yeah that's just that's what those guys run into they yep. they're fucking paper thin man yep that's and, and go, kind of going back to our early conversation about like hockey players were just built different and i don't want to sound like one of the old 500 hockey men that said like we, we were just built tougher you know it, it's not necessarily that it's not like a character thing it's more of just like you and i were trained like when did you learn how to hit uh Squirt, peewee yeah, yeah I think peewee wee was hitting time okay uh, i same i learned i learned how to hit in peewee mm-hmm. um that was or or at least you know contact and you know that kind of stuff from people out on the boards sure. uh that's when you start that now you know it's it's bantams or even shit if you're playing in canada you're not even fucking learning hitting you know yeah sure it's, yeah, you can't you got, even hit in the Q Q, right? Right, exactly. It's <laughs> it's basically fucking basketball at this point. So um sure. it's those guys they, they, it granted, recruited recruited as credit is due, it helps them develop the skill side of their game. But when you get into a league where you know you, you have your head down for a second, guys are gonna like guys like Jacob Trooper are gonna light you the fuck up. That's just how it's gonna be. Um uh shout out, yeah, uh, the the The, uh, reporter was Mike Benton. Uh, Mike's, Mike's one, to usually clued in with the Seattle Kraken and he's pretty good. We, we like to retweet his stuff quite a bit. Um, he was saying that a report say that the Seattle Kraken have reached out to Montreal Canadians regarding their goaltenders, presumably Caden Premu or Jake Allen. And you and I simultaneously gasped when we heard this, uh, I think the problem with that is that I, don't, I it, those who are not familiar with the Montreal Canadian situation, uh, Sam Montembeau is, is definitely the leading, the be, the best goaltender for the Canadians who are bottom dwellers. They're not necessarily as bad as Ottawa at the moment or Chicago, but, uh, they're not a playoff team and I don't think they're even trying to make the playoffs at the moment, but, uh, it, it's, so they're kind of in sellers mode. They're they're taking offers and that kind of thing. Uh, their top goaltender right now is Sam Montembeau. Uh, behind them is Jake Allen, who, for those who are not familiar with Jake Allen, has a wonderful mom, Susan. Sure does. Uh, she's absolutely just wonderful. She helps goalies out uh, when they have a lot of pressure built up, and uh, and and helps them out with that. So, yes. so got call back to like what episode one. Shows. So, it was first of 10 for sure i mean susan susan allen has been fucking a, a mainstay of this show since the beginning uh shout out to susan she's she's what a what a doll yeah. uh the other but, the other one is what caden primu primu so we talked about that yeah, and he's yeah. he's the young he's the young promising kid that's maybe in their system but that one so okay let's let's address jake allen first so montembo is the one that makes sense taylor you brought that up mm-hmm. off the mic um, but they're not going to trade him because he's their only good goalie. And they so just signed they, him. They just signed him for three years. They're not, so he's they're not, not going go anywhere, anywhere. It, unless this is a sign and trade situation, which would be sure. fucking bizarre. But, sure. um, so Jake Allen is next up. Jake Allen couldn't hack it with the blues. They famously, you know, benched him for Jake Bennington and then won the Stanley cup. And then they immediately got rid of Jake Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, banished him to Montreal he's been he's he was the de facto starter of Montreal for a while because they've been just terrible um now his name is floating with the Seattle Kraken which it's you're you're getting a less good Grubauer yeah it's like, that's, that's, terrible. that's the terrible it doesn't make sense and premium like if you're gonna trying to give me the well he's you know young and talented then stick with Joey Dacker like that it's if you're upset right now like Grubauer is past his prime. And Joey's just not there yet. Yeah, like give yeah. give Joey two or three years to cook, and he's going to be a good goalie. Well, and I don't know if I, I can't remember if it was Emerald City or uh, or Crack and Pod. Uh, so shout out to both those guys. They're, they're a good podcasts if you want to check them out. But um, it just one one of them was basically saying. You're actually getting a worse Joey Dackard if you are That's trading fair. for for Caden Primo. So That's fair. Not I to just, mention Draeger waiting in the wings. Drager Draeger's down there too. And and it's just it's such a bizarre. And I think you you're you're the one that brought it up offline, right? Like if if you're at this point where you're like Grubauer ain't it, Joey's not it. Uh, why are you bringing in the same or worse goaltenders, or even looking at them? And yep. and again, these are rumors, right? These are these are things that could potentially be completely bullshit. Sure. But but why why you know there's there's always a little bit of truth to these. We see this a lot, right? Like oh, they're rumors. Like don't fucking listen to them. And then two days later, they have Jake Allen on their fucking team, right? So it's just like you know, so so so. But why like why would we be doing that? There there needs to be. I know it's in the same division. There, you need to be checking on. Gibson, you need to be checking on some of these other attendees that are on the market. It's just, you know, from what I've heard, Boston's not willing to move either of those two goalies. Which is um, fine. Which is understandable, which is completely, completely fine. Um, you know, unfortunately, you you made this bed, right? You made this bed with Grubauer yep. and Dacard. Um Your team is okay. It's subpar. Just and and maybe that's why maybe that's why Primo is is even in the consideration is like, the Kraken are, are thinking, fuck it, you know, like this maybe 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 he does become, our future goaltender, um, you know. To, so to maybe, put maybe it in that, more no, like, if you're not familiar with with Montreal, put it in terms of like, if they were like, yeah, the Kraken are kicking tires on Peter Morazic. Like, why? Why would you do that? Well, that's Jake Allen, right? I mean, yeah, you could, you could Mirazic to Jake Allen, I think. Yes, that's what Uh, I was saying. To to me, Primo doesn't make sense. We've got two Primo's. Like, we've got, we've, Joey's young and, and, uh, and Drieger's young. Like, those two guys are, that doesn't make sense at all. Because, I mean, say, and in, in, in any case, like, I would assume that you're trading a goalie for a goalie. Like, you can't bring in a goalie and not get rid of one. What would you do? Send Joey back down to the AHL? Just yeah. I don't that know. would be a huge fucking detriment to his development and this team. Yeah, they just that's not as much as and and, and you and I have talked about it in, in previous podcasts this season. It's not really all on the tendies, right? There no, is it's not. there is a there is it's a big not. push, and that's why Recker Evans got brought up. Is there is a big realization I think that's happening with the D being one of the bigger problems. So, that's where you should be. Why are you trading out goaltenders? You're essentially saying, I'll give you, to put it in a Pokemon standpoint, right? Like, I'll trade you my Blastoise for fucking Venusaur, right? Like, right. We're, we're, we're literally trading the same fucking thing. Right. It's, just, it's it problem child for problem child, hoping that exactly. a new change of scenery does it. And that's just not, it's, Jake Allen is not, stop trying to make Jake Allen work, you know? Like, right. it's not, it's right. just not going to work. It's, it's like, you know, when the, the Devils finally moved on from Mackenzie Blackwood, after giving him chance after chance after chance. And, uh, it, you know, he went to San Jose because San Jose's trying to be... They got McKenzie Blackwood because they're trying to be bad. Right. Right. And they still beat your Red Wings, but it's fine. Uh, they had, Well, he got pulled after four goals. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just... Yeah. 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 Goal, goalie-wise for the Kraken, that makes no fucking sense. No. It, just it does. Stick, if you're going to change yeah, the goalie, get a better goalie. Two. Sure. Stick get with good one of these goalie. two or get... Or, or and that's the thing is the goalie market is tough and Ron Francis does not like to make he's not a trade guy I Ron Francis is a draft guy right um, which is infuriating which is infuriating you, so as infuriating. a GM as a GM you have you have to you have to be everything you have to be a you have to be a trade guy you gotta be a draft guy um yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out of that. I don't know if it will. Um, it, even even Merzlikens, right? You you and I have talked about Merzlikens. I do think Merzlikens is still a good goalie. I do too. Um, would he be a successful goalie on this team so more if you got than a is? Game. But is, I don't is, know. Is the Seattle defense all that better than the Columbus defense? No, I think it's probably worse. Right? Like I just I don't know. It's man. probably the same, if not worse. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I, yeah this isn't this isn't their area for for trouble. Um, and you know, at some point, at some point, we are going to see these young guys starting to get meshed into this lineup because the way that they're going right now, again, they were losing last we checked on them, right? So, at some point, you got to just say, look, and maybe it's a new year, right? Maybe it's maybe it's a new year. You got to move some of your forwards to get some potential defensemen that can work. Um, yeah, Brian Dumoulin is looking like a fucking garbage off-season uh, acquisition. So, oh, I mean. Look at look at all the Francis's. And I think that that just compounds like Francis's paranoia to not do any moves like this because he's like everything he is it. just everything's just bitten him in the ass. Like he tries to do these things and immediately comes back to bite him because I don't know if he thinks he's bad at it or whatever. I mean, history just, would show that he's not good at it. Yeah, I think I think to your point or, you know, kind of what you were alluding to he's just he's afraid to make that move because it could bite him in the ass right like it's just not having that confidence to say you know what i'm just gonna go get fucking john gibson and if he is actually shitty and the ducks you know have have you know their coaching and their defensive play hasn't actually affected the way that he plays fuck it you know what i mean it shows Uh, that he's gullible like we saw this with the Megna trade like Mm -hmm. he fell for that hook line and sinker like Megna was on a line with William Carl with, with with Eric Car- Eric Carlson? Eric yes, Carlson. Carlson. Mm-hmm. Who was mm-hmm. having a goddamn renaissance year and was thinking that oh Megna might have contributed this in some way. No, Megna's a fucking no-name, okay? Oh, he's, a, he's a coattail, bro. He's a plug. Like he, he, this we wouldn't even know his name if he wasn't skating with Eric Carlson. Sure. And that was one year. Eric Carlson's not having what is the stat right now for the Pens? They're like 0 for thirty one on the power play or something. Eh, but none of that. Not not all of that is him. But no. Arizona, oh no. Carl, but Carlson's still having a decent year. It's not. It's not a world beating year like he did on San Jose, which is so fucking weird. But uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's let's get off this for a little bit. I want to. I want to jump to something real quick, and then we'll we'll kind of we have a couple teams we want to talk about. Hit hey, me. Um, the cap. So we had our, we had our winter or I call yes. them winter meetings, that's MLB. Uh, but we had our, we had our meetings between the GMs and the NHL themselves. The cap currently is at 83.5 this season. It is going up to 87.7 chance. Uh, this right. is the highest increase that we've had in, uh, say, so uh, 2019 and, and 2020, which isn't that long ago, but realistically, I mean, that's, you know, 42 million a year that's a that's a potential second line uh, center winger right for for a lot of teams uh so so a big jump there obviously that'll even out with just some top guys needing some contracts and stuff like that but the nhl is also projecting revenue uh they projected it in october uh when they were kind of calculating all this stuff and they brought it up in the meetings uh six billion so uh, the NHL is doing very well, even with their board ads, even with some of the shit that they've done with the LGBTQ, uh, the the, the flurry helmet bullshit that went doesn't down. The they're Fleury making was basically of money. like, Fuck it, they're making so much money. It doesn't yeah. matter, and they yeah. they don't care. They they they're they're gonna they're gonna hold those kind of values and they're just they're gonna continue to rake it in so yeah the nhl the nhl i i don't know what those numbers look like compared to say nba mlb mls uh nfl obviously is just probably right. lower but Pro- probably lower but that i mean th- those numbers are still pretty good in order to move the cap from uh 83.5 to 87.7 it's pretty cool so, uh yeah pretty pretty interesting situation there so uh, definitely definitely something we want to touch um uh, the other thing, uh, Oh, do you have thoughts on that? Uh, just a little bit. I, okay. I, I think that it's, you know, anytime that there's a cap raise, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, generally speaking, it's everybody, Oh, this is going to help the league in general. Uh, in reality, this only really helps the rich teams, uh, You know, Uh, when you've got teams that are like the Coyotes and whatnot that are just trying to hit the cap floor, um, they don't give a flying fuck that the cap's raising. You know, like they're 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 spending the bare minimum that they have to to stay in the league. Uh, So this only helps out the Boston's and Toronto's and Detroit's and you know the 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 markets that have not necessarily the good markets or the the good teams. I want to differentiate that. Like it's it's not necessarily the good teams that this benefits. It benefits the rich teams. Sure, it benefits. because right. that gives that gives Boston, you know, another eight million dollars to go out and find their second line center. They don't have, so they sure. don't have to have Pavel Zaka at their at their one seat. Sure. You it's, know? it's the same thing with uh increasing minimum wage. It just means that living expenses are also gonna go up. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's that's supply and demand. So this is this is gonna help Vegas. This is gonna help all, all the teams that are currently up against the cap. This is going to help them. Any of the if you're thinking like, oh, this will help out the Coyotes and this will help out the fucking Panthers and the Jets and the Ducks, no, nah, it's not going to fucking help them at all. Nah, as like long, this, yeah, as, this means floor, nothing to them. If the floor goes up, right? So if, if the if the cap goes up, right, the floor goes up, it right. actually hurts those teams. Right, so. exactly. So you're you get ready for your team to sign another fucking plug to way too much money. You know, the right. Coyotes, the Coyotes in a playoff position are probably not too happy with the Dumba signing uh, Corey Perry at what, four, four or five mil. uh, Oh, going to the Yotes for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so we already talked about in the last episode, Corey, this is the NHL Corey Perry. And he didn't commit, he didn't commit a crime. So Corey Perry is going to go through some six to eight month course on some, you know, horseshit sensitivity training, get a certificate that says I'm rehabilitated. I'm a better person. He'll be six months sober and then, and everybody will forgive him and bring him back, and he'll be a he'll be a coyote next year. He's you know? just yeah, he's just watching powerpoints for the next six months. Yeah, it's not it, this is nothing, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. Good for him. It, it, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Good. Good segue into kind of what I wanted to talk about next. There's been a little bit of speculation, and we've done this before, Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arizona Coyotes. Oh. Uh, not only are they a fucking wagon right now. Which their their PR uh, social media team is absolutely fucking running with, and I love uh-huh. that. Uh, there is a lot of steam behind a potential spot for their new arena. Uh, I, I am I am going on record right now. I am fully supporting the Coyotes. They they are now my third favorite team. Third, fa- you got to get a jersey, dude. I I have one. I have one of the OG Jeremy Roenick Yotes kachina jerseys oh that's fucking sick it is it is pretty sick all right uh, I I'll, I'll start you in, wearing it i expect I am, you in it's, full gear and your kachina jersey is, next this podcast. is just one of those teams like you have to be like even if you are a yotes fan if you don't care about them at all yes we've all been there we've you and i have sat here and made fun of the yotes and how pathetic the franchise is and they're going through all this terrible stuff now it's the redemption tour now it's 100%. for them like it's it, like they're embracing the fact that they're at ASU. By the way, I, I need to get to a game to there before they leave ASU because it's never happening again. This will never happen again. where an NHL team is playing at that kind of arena. I need to get there and experience what this is. Um, oh, I'll be it's, down there next weekend. That, it's, oh, it's gotta town? be elect. It's gotta be electric. It's gotta be absolutely fucking cool. Um, oh, yeah. but it's a dude got his fucking finger bit off, dude. Who? This what? was last year. Last year, some dude got into a fucking scrap in the stands at Mullet Arena. Got his fucking finger bit off. You ever that's heard? That's fucking electric. That I oh, fucking, it's fucking love crazy. that. Oh, fucking crazy! Hell crazy! Yeah. Hell yeah! So that's the kind of energy that I'm expecting when I go to ASU. Yeah, that's it. Um, can you imagine playoff hockey at that fucking arena? Oh, it'd be so. Sick. Someone's gonna die. Like it's just not. It's that's gonna be rowdy as fuck on to ASU. To sell Canada. more tickets, they're just hanging people from the fucking rafters. <laughs> <laughs> They just got him suspended. You just fucking, you just, you know, pull him up for a beer and then drop him back down. Dude, that's going to be so fucking, oh, it, depending on who they play in the playoffs, too. Like, you've just got, like, oh, you know, there's going to be fights. and Oh, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a um, fucking anyway. blast. Oh, that I would absolutely fucking love. A good way, a nightmare in a good way. Um, but, no, it's, they're, they're becoming a story now where you just kind of want them to succeed because, uh, yeah, the NHL has bailed them out time and time again, but let's be honest. If it wasn't for the grassroots movement that wants hockey to be in the desert, it wouldn't be there. Like the NHL, as we talked time and time again on this fucking show, the NHL cares about money. And mm. if there wasn't a if there wasn't a fan base there that was committed to the Yotes and wanted to see hockey in the desert, the NHL would fucking move on. If they're like the TV market doesn't give a flying fuck we're not going to sell any tickets, even if they're good. Well, they did it with Atlanta. They put a team in Atlanta and they let them move because there was just, they weren't good and you couldn't get the fan base here. This team has been bad for quite a while. They've ran into probably the second most horrible things right next to Ottawa sure. uh, in terms of, of bad shit. You could argue worse than Ottawa. I would, I would accept that argument Um it, they, you there's, this is an exciting young team. They've got a lot of things to be happy about. And if you bring playoff hockey to ASU, it all it does is just continue to bring the game to an area where many traditionalist hockey fans would be like hockey doesn't belong. And that's where me and the traditional hockey fans definitely differ is. I, I think hockey, if we could put a fucking successful team in Mexico city, let's fucking do it. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, Connor, one, there are two words for you, Connor Ingram. Connor I, Ingram. I I talked about this kid before the before the season started. I to, I told you the Coyotes me, were going to be me do Antonio Banderas. Oh, oh. Like I but, yeah. but but I told you, I told you the Coyotes going to be hard to play against. I told you they really liked Connor Ingram, right? Yep. I only saw him for about ten games last. I think I think everybody only saw him for about ten games last year. Tell me tell me a little more about Connor Ingram. Like what, what's was he was he through the system? Yeah, yeah, through the system, A H uh, L kid, um, just you know, put up some good games in Tucson, but they, who else did they have, right? Uh, sure. Vamelka, you know, they they knew from the start, right? Armstrong knew from the start he wasn't going to be the the end all be all, right? Who else do we have? They moved on from Aiden Hill, right? They they felt. Pretty decent about Connor Ingram to the point where they brought him up a couple times last year and let him play some games, and he he made some big saves, right? So when what you're looking for from a young goalie is, and let me just let me tell you about goalies' chance. Uh-huh. Uh, what you're looking looking for from goalies, and we've talked about this before, is can you make a big save in a timely manner, right? Can when your you, team fucks up, when when, when yes, yeah, when, when, when they if, need if you to make it. If you get scored on, and it's definitely still not your fault, but you need to make that save anyway. Like, it, it, breakaway. Like, you and I are, are are pretty much in the consensus of, like, if you allow a breakaway and they score, it, it's not the goalie's fault. Like, you right. shouldn't be allowing breakaways. Right. But you still want them to make that game-breaking save. Or that well, game-saving save. Exactly. You, you want to see from your tendy, right, especially a younger guy with a younger team, you want to see these saves where it's like, we left him out to dry and he just kept us in this fucking game. Yep. And I think I think that's what Ingram has been able to do and now this team is just fucking rallying with him. Yep. And it, he what did he win he won like 10 of the month or something? Like he had a fucking sick something stats. Like I mean he just the, the kid is fucking good. He's completely taken over that role. When was they, the last time a goalie on the Yotes had an above nine hundred save percentage? Brizgalov, probably. <laughs> right like Bri- brizzy or fucking mike smith back it's, in Payday. it's just game it's just game you have it's to just... you have to love game why you uh, be so serious it's just game yeah don't take so seriously <laughs> uh yo the kid is the kid is filthy and the, and the team is basically like dude we've seen him make some of these saves that just are are you know energizing right they're yep. just their energy saves um uh, it's just not something you get from the crack attendees. uh i digress but it's it, so he's just crushing it and this team just walked through and i think it's i think it's funny because the social media team of the of the coyotes basically was like yeah we're we're uh, we beat the we beat vegas we beat yep. colorado we beat tampa we beat washington we beat st louis, st. louis right like we beat the last five cup guys it's uh not I nothing. just i love That's it not nothing i love it i think it's, it's fucking awesome they just leaned into it it's not something but it's not nothing true you know what and, I mean? Like, yep. yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's five wins in a row, and that's a pretty impressive streak. Uh, in in this NHL, even the worst team can beat the best team on any given night. Like, sure, it but happens. The, but the worst team in that sequence is probably Washington, mm-hmm. and they're still not terrible, right? So, like, it's not like it's not like Columbus was the ah. last. It's not like Columbus had won the fucking yeah, it, you know, had won it recently, and they just waxed Columbus. Yeah, but the Caps are pretty. Yeah, and they fucking dominated the Caps. It was, what, like 6-1 or something stupid. You know, those games where you're supposed to. Like, sure, we talked about sure. this before. Like, when good teams play bad teams, like, yeah, every once in a while the bad team can steal a game. But fuck, man. Like, you're supposed to win those games. Like, if you don't go in and you don't beat those bad teams 5 nothing, it's more of like a, oh, we we either had a bad game and we played down to their level, which is not a good thing. Or, boy, we're not as strong as we thought we were. Sure. Yeah, so I mean, games games they needed to win, but so so uh, yeah, yotes are yotes are very close to getting a new arena. They were very close in Mesa, which I think would have been a good spot. Where they're looking right now, uh, for anybody that doesn't actually know the Phoenix area, this is very close to Scottsdale. Um, let me go ahead, I'll just pull this back up. So these mountain, these Phoenix Mountain Reserves uh, by Paradise Valley, those kind of things. This is this is actually an area that's close enough to what coyotes have identified (laughs) as the east valley have said this is this is where our fan base is in right mesa chandler gilbert tempe uh scottsdale right so they're identifying this area still allowing glendale to come over to this this phoenix uh paradise valley area uh it's somewhere in here we don't know exactly where it's at because it's not completely confirmed Uh, but this is a great area right it's not as good as it's not as good as tempe i think tempe is tempe you know Scottsdale Phoenix. This area right here is probably the best bet just to get as many fans to the games as possible from the east and the west. Uh, but this area is not bad, and there there's a there's a ton of good land up there, and, and a ton of ton of room to grow. So um, yeah, we're going to be really interesting to follow that. I know Craig Morgan is someone. If you are on Twitter, definitely follow Craig Morgan. He is like the the Coyotes guy. Kind you know he's not my favorite person to follow on Twitter, but he has this information. Like it's his, it's his, it's his actual job. So uh, definitely check that out. But yeah, interesting. There, there's, there's a big push to put an arena here, and I think a lot of that has to do with even though you go to a Coyotes game, seventy percent of them are Boston Bruins fans. If they're playing the Bruins, uh, it still brings in a ton for of now. To yeah. for now. So the NHL for there now. There was right. a, exactly there was a time you you remember the Shane era. There was whiteouts like that. Yeah, playoff 100%. playoff hockey can work in Arizona. 100%. Like, it's, we, we have seen it in the highs of the Coyotes, we have seen it work. 100%. Yep. yep. I, I, I'm happy that they're doing this. If you're in Quebec or Houston, I get it. You want a team, I completely get that. Uh, there's a ton of potential for this market in Phoenix. There's so much going on there. And you there's and I aren't management. against... There's, just, there's so much going on there. You and I aren't against expansion. Like, going to 34 teams is not... I, I don't hate that. I I want to see them go to 36. I I'm just this is a numbers thing for me. Two at time. The, the NHL will not do odd numbers. We did that for a little while and that's why we have the stupid wild card system. Well, 36 is even number, bro. I yeah. I agree, but you think they're going to add four fucking teams at no, one time? No, no, but I but I but I think 30 like I, I I personally I think 32 is divisible by 8, right? If you're doing if you're doing eight teams in your playoff, eight is the number. Right, go to sixty-four if you want to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, I just know, threw a so... bunch of toothpicks on the floor. Taylor, count. Would you count them for me? Yeah, they're divisible by seven. <laughs> uh, so have fun deciding who makes the playoffs. <laughs> no, I I, I get, it. And, and, and that's like I said before. Like this is why we, for some reason, even though we have an even number now, this is why we still have the stupid wild card. Like we, it's been around long enough to where you know, with the NHL, like we hate something, but if it happens long enough, we just accept it. Sure, <laughs> like I hate it, but it's fine. Right, it becomes it becomes normal if you do it long enough, even though you fucking hate it. Um And this wild card system, like it's for. I remember through my entire college years, we're like the wild card system is fucking terrible. Like, why do we keep doing this? Like, why can't we just go back to conference where it's one v eight? Two V seven, three V six, and four V five. Like that's what you and I grew up on. Oh, I miss yawning at the TV with you. <sighs> Me too. We Me used too. to we used to have some good times yelling at those fucking TVs. Yeah, there. we fucking did. That was a good time. Good, good pastimes, man. Well, it's fucking screaming about shit that we can't control. Right. Uh, well, that's why we do the podcast now. Or or at champs. Oh, oh God, that was lots of lots of scream. God, we solved many of the world's problems at champs. One hundred percent yeah or mingles 100%. yeah it's sad that we're still we're still broke like we had a ton of good ideas over like seven beers i came up uh I, ca- I came across a uh i found a relic i found a an Ooh. ancient i found an ancient relic from moscow going through all of my uh my shit a a cj's drink token you think i can Ooh. get that redeemed oh it's a church now yeah you can get it redeemed but it's for jesus oh okay mm-hmm. Is that, Mormon, is that Mormon Jesus, though? Does that get me uh, a drink in heaven, or how does that work? Uh, my God, I hope they have beer there. I, who I, am I kidding? I ain't going to fucking heaven, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, here. that's very here presumptuous telegrams. of you there, yeah. Taylor. Hey, man. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It is what it is. Yes, All right, sir, hey, we got... got... You got anything else you want to talk about today besides the Kings being uh, potentially a Cup favorite or what? Yeah, let's let's talk about the Kings a little bit because I feel like uh, our biases toward the Kings have kind of influenced us not talking about them, mm-hmm. uh, you not liking them, and me kind of nothinging them. Like, to oh, me... I love Quentin Byfield, dude. I so... you know what? I hate the Kings, but there's there's it's the Sharks, man. I like you know I hate the other California teams. There's te- there's players on those teams I love. Gotcha. I. I, I've nothing the Kings for a while because for some reason they're just that I know that this sounds strange, but to me like because of you, I follow the Ducks and I used to hate the fucking San Jose Sharks, so I knew about them. Yeah. The, the Kings have always been that middle team that I just like kind of eh, like Meh. nothing. Yeah, uh, and, and the, the, the claims of like the Kings being the underrated team in the, in the league are very sound. Like they're quietly being one of the best teams in the league crazy uh it's it's nuts uh let me pull up actually standings here real quick uh yeah um so i mean it's just it's basically the the coming out party for quentin byfield playing on the top line and this and this is uh uh, take notes columbus blue jackets um it really does benefit your team especially if you have some guys that are a little more changes the culture yeah it does it it really brings energy they're not energy they're not they haven't lost all their hope well and 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 you know it's it's a little different of a situation right like columbus knew with the babcock stuff especially right like oh man this sucks to begin the season but at the same time you have to give those players an opportunity right six uh, it, 16 four and three man like that's nice that's, that's a nice that's that's not a fake good record like like we you know you scroll up here and you look at you know uh florida panthers 15 eight and two like okay you've 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 won fifteen, you lost ten. You know the Red Wings, uh, you know fourteen and eleven if you count the over t- OT losses. Um, you know the Philadelphia Flyers are basically even if you take away their their OT losses. Fucking New York Islanders would be. I, I love that the Islanders have are limped into the Metro with so an funny. eleven seven and seven record. So like funny, they they're, technically, too. They they're, they're technically they're technically a tonight. losing team. Like they, they technically have lost more games than they've won, yet they're in the fucking playoffs above teams that have winning records. What would you say when the season started? What was that team's strength? What were what were we the talking Islanders? about? Islanders. Yeah, what was the Islanders like strength? What what were they bringing to the table? Sorokin. Yes, the Tendies, right? Yeah, and the the Tendies have been subpar, which is just bizarre for yeah. that team. You just. It's the thing. That's the thing. We could, there's, there's no they're, way, but they're not playing well. Like they're, they're, they're no, losing it's, it's, games. Exactly. It's like, just, it's, it's that's the thing. Like, and it's it, like looking at the Islanders right now, this is, I mean, Gary Bettman doesn't give a fuck about what we say on this podcast, but okay. like looking at the standings, this is Gary Bettman's, one of his worst nightmares in the sense that somebody is making a mockery of his loser point. Like right. it's supposed, it's supposed to be like a, you know, like, Oh, you've got, you know, you're you're gonna have wins and losses and then you'll have like, you know, th- three or four OT losses. Dallas does this every year, dude. What are you talking about? This is Co- da- this Co- is the Dallas and Columbus loser point. The the John Tortorella Columbus Blue Jackets yeah, made 100%. this a fucking like it was a thing. Like they, they they cared more about OT losses than losses or wins. Right. You know? And the Islanders are now, they're technically like this isn't a this should be an eleven and fourteen team in my book. I hate the loser point so fucking much. It just doesn't make sense to me. You're so angry. Uh, it's, it, it go, it's counterproductive to what our sport is. So, like, to give an example and to not get completely off fucking topic, but the NBA just had that, like, in-season tournament. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, well, this worked really well for the NBA. Let's Let's implement it in the NHL. The cultures are different it's just not going to work in the NHL because it's, we've talked about this before. How many times do we watch that? It doesn't matter what they try to incentivize them with the all-star break. Like, Oh, here's a hundred thousand bucks. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, like, Oh, here's a new car. Like Ovi made a joke one time that he wanted to get picked last in the draft. And we can even talk about that for a second, that the year that they actually, you know, the captains of the all-star teams drafted players. That's what we're um, doing this year, right? That's what we're doing this year, which is more fun than what we've been currently doing anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Ovi, you know, historically wanted to get picked last because he wanted the car, you know, like it's, it's, I I just don't like in the NBA, it was the winning team got a million dollars. That's not nothing, you know? And I'm sure they got a strong talking to of, you guys need to care about this. The NHL, like we, we've been ingrained time and time again, that the only thing that matters is the Stanley cup. That's it. Like it, so much so that even when you win your conference, you won't touch your fucking trophies. Yeah, I think so. I think the in-season tournament. I, you know what? I don't hate it. Um, let me let me preface it. It's with not that. okay. It's but, not going to go over. We'll put it that way. No, no. But but here's what it's doing for the NBA. Middle of the season, boring as fuck. Right. Breaks it up. Yes. It, it's it's and and not just saying the NBA because I think the NBA I think basketball is boring as fuck anyway. It is. But. I you know I, I think what it's doing is breaking up the season to where you're yeah exactly right you're bringing a little bit of excitement to the middle of the season does it fucking matter no like like what the fuck like you get to go to Vegas and 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 those teams you know what what are you, bragging rights for But how do you season? make it matter? Is is the, my question. The only way you make it matter is now that team that just won that should be on a heater Right, that team should be on a heater, and maybe that means something to to, to the actual overall standings of what's going to happen in the NBA. But but you can't make it matter. That's it's gimmicky, right? And then and then yes. soccer. So right? then you have then, to make it not gimmicky, and because again, for hockey, play basketball, and that shit, that's all gimmicky. Like that, that's they live for that kind of stuff. Like well, that's, soccer. So so this soccer all too. this all pretty much started with football. Right. This all this all started with with soccer over in Europe because they do these mid year tournaments, right? Okay. Right. So, um, you know, and, and and it brings it brings in some revenue and it brings some, some excitement to the fans, but you know, it just it's such a disruptor. It is right. It's such a disruptor for the season. If you are a fan and you can't get hard for a mid season NHL game that you go to. That's on you, dude. Me, I'm sorry. You're you're yeah. you're a fake fucking fan, right? Like that's you know you don't I don't need an in season tournament to yell my fucking ass off right. and be a be a be a shit show let, at a, any hockey that. game I go to. Come on. Let me hit you with this. We bring back it would be it would be a one game event, which is not necessarily what the NHL wants. This wouldn't be a tournament, but or maybe you can make it a series, a, a, like a five or seven game series. North America versus world, but bring it back. Mm. A set, a five, a three, five or seven game series. North America versus world NHL players. Ooh, okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me. What do you throw... think? What do you think? I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to meet the NHL halfway here because I, I just don't think an NC, based on what we've seen from the All Star break. Like, it, it, we've tried multiple things. We've tried Team North America for the World Cup, and, we, and, then, and then we tried, like, three-on-three three and, you know, drafting, and then we got the John Scott situation. Like, none of that fucking worked, okay? It's always been a joke. We have to find a way to make this serious. What is the one thing outside of the Stanley Cup that NHL players give a flying fuck about? The Olympics. sure. Sure. Let me let me throw an alternative at you. I don't hate that. I, I don't hate that. Okay. Um, okay. Hit me. Throw an alternative at you.
1: Try to so, be realistic.
0: So you could do you could do a mid season tournament, but I think you basically there's this there's this black area in the middle of the season where scheduling wise you don't know what's going to happen, right? And I want to take I want to take. The say top three teams from Canada and top three teams from America, or or you know, however however you want to do this, whether it's you know top three teams from each division or something like that, and you have this blacked out area in your schedule where, in this situation, yeah, they're all just they're all just playing each other, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's like the in season tournament. That's essentially sure. what you, what you're saying with that stuff, um, you know. So I. I don't know. Like, there is a way that I think you could potentially do it. That would that would work. It's just you—you've got to create a situation where players care. That's that's it. That's it. And the only reason it's the only thing outside of the like trying to win the Stanley Cup, because and to the credit of our sport, we have done a very good job of putting the Stanley Cup on a pedestal. Like it is we've convinced ourselves and rightfully so it is the greatest trophy in sports. Like it's the hardest to win. It's, it is the coolest thing. Like it's great. It's, it's fantastic. So we've almost set a a precedent and a high standard to the point where, Oh shit. Like what, what, what can be more important than this? And the only thing that even comes remotely close is a, is a, is a gold medal is a gold medal in the Olympics. So that's the only thing that comes close. So how do you re- replicate that? My argument is the the NH, the, the, the North America versus world, where you can kind of replicate the idea of, okay, this is about, you know, national pride kind of thing. And mm. the only reason that I do north america versus world is because there's just not enough like we're, we're talking world cup of hockey right now that's kind of going on at the moment it's only going to be a 14 tournament because there's just not enough guys in the nhl to make a swiss team odr three verse three pick your team captains of each team get to select each win there is worth three points there you go. what do you win uh, I mean, I mean, wins, right? So like, you know, McDavid, Drysaddle, and caner, or McDavid, Drysaddle, and I don't know Bouchard, right? Each each of those wins is worth three points instead of two. I okay, but they're not going to do that, so. It's right. it's it's the situation of like, how do we make things because even the winter classic, like even nowadays, like ask any NHL or I think even maybe even maybe I'm imagining this, but Bobby Ryan even talked about it. Like, yeah,
1: these games just are practical. It's
0: just, it's just, it's just it's, another day. It's just another day. It's another it's a cool game, but it means nothing and it doesn't mean any more than the other games. So what can, what can you yeah. do to incentivize these professional players to actually care? And try hard and actually like maybe hit and skate at a percent, you know, because watching the all star because it, you're setting it up like if you do an in season tournament, you're setting it up for the a you're setting up for the all star game where no one tries, no one gives a flying fuck, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. question. Like, and I'm saying that that's why I pitch North America versus World is because it's it's as close as you can get to the olympics without being the olympics so so golf golf kind of does this right they do they do like a europe versus the u.s right okay but they 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 do it after the season though right so it's it's not it's not in season that we're doing this kind of game i i i i stand on the side of i i don't think you need this right if you if you are sure if you're a good enough sport, this is a cash grab. This is a blatant cash grab. Right, it's like a cash we're, grab. I, we're we're trying to meet the NHL halfway here. Like if we have to have blatant cash grabs, how can we do this? Uh, no, the the answer from you and me is let's not do blatant cash grabs. If we're doing cash grabs, it's called the Stadium Series, and we're already fucking doing it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just it's an interesting. You know what? Basketball needs that. I'm sorry. If you're a hockey fan and a basketball fan, which not a lot of people are, but no. if you're if you're both. Uh, I'm sorry. The in in tournament thing is just it's it's just basically it means nothing. It's literally fucking zero, right? So so why you're just would not we... going to get hockey players care. You're yeah. you're going but... to get the same level of effort you see them in the All Star game, and they what what would you say optimistically like some like maybe fifty percent effort in the All Star games? Maybe. Yeah, but but we're but we're basically we're trying to make. Like we're looking at something that basketball does again, right, Greg Washinski. This is this is the same shit that we're we've been trying to do. We're just trying to make hockey basketball again. And basketball basketball to me is is not a good sport. I think it's boring as shit. So why why as a hockey fan would I want that kind of shit, right? I agree. Just just do something else. There's yep. there's better options, man. Got to be. I I my and the last thing I'll say on this before we wrap up the show, but like. The, the only thing that I like about the all-star weekend is the skills comp. If you can make mm-hmm. players care about the skills comp, then that's something because they're not going out there. There's no risk of injury. You know, they don't have to actually try hard or anything like that, but, but there's still, there could still be a, an innocent competitiveness to it, you know, like, but you, but in order to do that, you actually have to invite the best to it. Like, and I know that this is a Red Wings Homer thing, but like for years Dylan Larkin as a rookie held the All-Star game speed record but he only got invited the first year so even though he held the record and was trying to hold on to that he wasn't invited back to the All-Star game for multiple years Mm. which to me makes no fucking sense Like anybody who has a record should be invited back to hold the record Dylan Larkin has to beat me around the rink mm. in a skating competition mm-hmm. by more than 10 seconds or he loses five of his points on the season. So, I, uh, <laughs> so one, I like this. Uh, two, uh, I actually think you could give him... If I didn't think that your ankle would give out on the first turn... Uh-huh. I think you could actually give him a run for his money on that. Like if you gave him a 10 second start and he had to beat you by 10 seconds, I think you could keep it close, but I don't know if your body could last up. You skating at full speed around. When was the last time that you skated full speed around the rink in a circle? It's been years. (laughs) Honestly, it's been years since I've, I mean, you, you brought up that like not even in a full circle, right? Like I I skated full speed. like i've played tournaments in, in <laughs> men's league since the last time that i was actually fast and uh-huh. i could i could easily injure myself at any of those sure, situations I, I, the, the spirit is willing i i know that you like your mind and in the brain can, yeah right, in my brain i can, you can do i can it. compete with him but no way my fucking hips your your you said, body is you said yeah. ankles but my hips dude my yeah, hips your hips you 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 cross over behind the net and you're just fucking going into the boards. Yeah, but if I go into the boards, he has to stop, right? Like, you know, he's got to stop. Oh, is that, that the lead. rule? Yeah, that's what right. <laughs> okay. I'm making him up as I go, dude. Like I you know yeah. come on, man. This is my this is my dream. Fuck. Okay, maybe maybe you and Ryan Reeves could race around the ring. <laughs> but he, he can't throw any punches. I could I could honestly I could probably beat right. You think so? Yeah, I think I could probably I, beat I think that's. Ryan the, Reeves is slow, dude. Listen, man, Ryan Reeves is only good for one thing. I don't think you can beat him at that. Like, even if you were like, could you score more goals than Ryan Reeves? Like, there's a possibility, you know? Well! Like, it's not zero, okay? Like, I'm not – he probably still has the edge, but it's not zero. If I had the opportunities in an eighty game, 82-game season, I could have one. I could get but at least – I could get one goal. Okay. I, I want to end on bad takes of Twitter right now. Right. Um, I, I was reading something of like obvious, like all uh, it was like to all the beer leaguers out there, like just remember that even if you're the best person in your beer league, there's no way that you're better than the worst NHLer. And modern days, I agree with that statement, but sure. like somebody followed up with it of like, this even applies to like going back all the way. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, have you watched some old hockey games? Like, have you watched like the '60s Flyers? Like, Did you can get lucky. Come on, what, what? We're not, we're not contributing luck to this. Those games were all about like hacking the shit out of people. Like, yeah. it, it, there, it was basically a blood sport back in the day. Like, there was oh, yeah. no regulate. Like, it, it, it the, that sport was more about hurting people than actually scoring goals. Well, I'm they just were saying, not. I'm just they saying they were not like, good. Like, like yes, okay. If it's if it's me and you, and another beer leaguer against no. like Marner Matthews and like oh, of course we different. can't score. No, obviously, right? no. like we cannot score that. But if I'm no. but if I'm playing like if if I'm the left winger of Matthew and Marner, you're, you're telling me in an 82 game season if I'm getting 20 minutes a night, like I can't just find. A way to maybe get one assist or goal. You're sure. an idiot, right? Like it's eventually going to happen. I, look, those guys I, are too smart, and they my, know that I'm okay. My right? like, my point. Know. My point was like obviously like nowadays like yes even even if you took take build a team with one player from every fourth line in the league that that line is still going to crush every single club hockey team no, out there in the world. Like 100%. 100%, no no I, I'm not arguing that point. But, like, could could the 2014 Vandals compete with and skate with the 1945 Rangers? Uh, if we played 82 games, yeah, like, we'd have a losing record, but we would there'd be games where we might beat them i i you know look look man i've looked right? at like it's it was, hockey you know, baby how about the 19 you know the 19 whatever uh seattle metropolitans okay like they had five guys on the fucking deep oh, yeah, i, I think we could beat them I, I could right? find a way to dance around them yeah months. i i feel like eventually we're going to be able to beat those guys just <laughs> on like num yeah you ever played in a beer league game where your team has 8 guys and they have 15 yeah just sure, sure <laughs> sheer statistics like eventually you're 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 on your 15th minute of your shift and you're just like i need to sit down (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that was portland dude i remember going to portland and we had fucking we started with eight guys uh uh-huh and then like two guys got hurt two guys got hurt one guy got suspended like the only the only time that i played first line minutes for our vandal hockey club is portland because we were just so so good you did so good. You were. You I actually was, did. I I remember did, us leaving, and you you're really like, good. you're like, that was the best I've ever seen you play. I was like, well, I didn't really have a fucking choice. So. <laughs> I had no choice but to play my best hockey I've ever played. And more, it more shows that how bad they were because I think they had like 25 guys plus like five undressed guys in the. They stand had team. extra guys they on the so- bench, <laughs> and we we showed up to their rink with eight dudes. <laughs> And we still the the last game I think we won or we lost two yeah to we three. split we split games with them I think yeah we split oh no, yeah we lost the first game like seven one because they had way too many guys and then the second game I think we won three two yeah yeah. All right, let's get out of here, man. Yeah, we got to get out of here. This is a way long, too long episode. Yeah, I'm going to go drink more beer, so. That's me too. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in. God, we we really appreciate your support and you guys listening in and and supporting our show and just loving – we hope you guys love what we're talking about and having fun with us along the way. So please subscribe to us on whatever you want to listen to us or or watch us from YouTube. We're definitely on YouTube, so check us out on there. Uh, We'll be rolling out some merch here soon, so if you guys want to support us – God, that, that means the world to us because it allows us to continue to do what we're doing and uh, and make this fun for everybody. So um, keep your eye out for that. Support our sponsors. And uh, folks, we'll see you next week. Yeah, just interact with us, guys. Come on. We love it. We love, we love it. it. We love it. Whether you want to agree with us or do, other... You just fucking hate our guts. You want to fucking agree sure. with us. Sure. We love we'll that. We'll bring you on the podcast and we'll fucking we'll roast Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll bring on the pie. I ain't afraid. We'll fucking will dust your ass. Definitely. And if you've made it this far into the show, uh, keep an eye out for next week's episode where we bring on uh, a hockey legend. We'll, we'll 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 bring that out a little more later. But uh, this guy ducks was guy. Another this, ducks guy, dude. What this are we guy. Doing? We're ducks buddies. This guy. I I owe I owe who I was as a hockey player to this guy. So, um, uh, well, I, I'm it. I'm definitely gonna be excited to bring this guy on the show. Let's go. Cool. All right, everybody. See you later next week.